Hey, podcast fans, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you are listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. How self-obsessed. Lauren. Yes? We're doing it again. I love it. I just never thought we'd make more it this and more far. Every time. <laughs> I think when when we first told Alan, my husband, about this idea, he was like, "Yeah, I'll be a guest on episode 10. Because he never <laughs> thought we'd get there. He didn't think we'd make it. And this is not episode tick, ten, tick, but we'll tick, get there. Alan, get ready. Yeah. Listen, we're gonna have him on as a guest, and he's gonna say six words. Well. Better use them wisely, Alan. Make <laughs> That's them so good. true. I mean, I want him to use more words. He's got great things to say. He has but a lot of good words. He has a lot he of good words. He always has good words. He's always like ubiquitous. We're like, we're you, oh, we get I love it. it. You graduated high school. Yeah. He loves um, throwing that in our face. So we have some show notes. We really do. Um, in a, I think, episode three, we were talking about the podcast, We Got This, and I pronounced how... Lubin's name, Hal Lubin, and he actually called us out on Twitter, he which corrected is us. super exciting because uh, I can't uh, believe Hal Lubin was listening to our podcast. <laughs> I'm so honored. And I'm, Hal, I'm so, so, so sorry because I love your podcast. Love you. Yes. And I was humiliated, but also like, Stoked that we made the mistake and that we got to talk to yeah. you. So thank you. And once we um, once we finished holding hands and crying for thirty minutes over the excitement of him actually having listened to the podcast, oh gosh. we knew we had to make this quick quick correction. So ever and then everyone go listen to we got this with Halabin. It's amazing. And then the second correction, I feel like a couple episodes ago, I was we were talking about throwing shade, and I was like talking about Aaron and Brian on throwing shade, the hosts, and I was like. Eric, come on. They're like, just like us. And I think that's a really insulting thing to say. Like, just because it's like a gay guy and a, and his female friend, like <laughs> that's not the dynamics of like every single gay man and straight woman. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, totally. But, but they also, I mean like to your, to your credit, like there are similarities. They talk about feminism and gay things and we love that. And, yeah. um, you know, it's they're not totally different I, from us. I just wonder if a lot of people think that. Like, there's a lot of yeah, women with their right, gay right, friends. Right. They're like, oh, yeah, we're just like Aaron and or, Brian. Or I'm even, like, like, they see, you know, Will and, they, you know, yeah. Will and Grace or some some contemporary reference yeah. similar to that. Right, right, right. <laughs> whatever Forward, the, whatever 20 years later, the this whatever year version is. is. Yeah, this year, <laughs> Will and Grace. No, I, I just don't, I think, like... I don't want to like sum up their relationship or chemistry yeah, into something true. that's just like this like stereotype gay of a gay guy with and girl. His, yeah. So anyway, I apologize, Good Brian one. and Aaron. Also, and I hope you tweet about how the mistake, <gasps> and yeah. we will apologize more later. Yeah, and also like I think I pronounced their names right. One other difference is they're real podcasters. Oh yeah, they're comedians. <laughs> they know they're what they're like, doing get paid to talk and like do things they have real sponsors like we have to make up sponsors what do you mean our I mean, sponsors I mean, aren't real never mind I never think, mind i think they're real oh i think they're real also they get paid to talk and i have gotten paid in the past to stop talking yeah so well i know so maybe we, we are the same we wanted to do the podcast weekly <laughs> but like we got paid not to we by our it. husbands we they were it. like please <laughs> i was gonna say two angel donors but you can yeah. call them out it was our yeah. husband they were like a stop being stop meeting without us and we refused to quit altogether because we believe in that this was podcast. the original ask yeah the original ask <laughs> was ridiculous we were like let's negotiate here we'll do it every to, other yeah. week yeah we'll just make it extra good are you ready for the first clip i love this clip no it's not that i love this clip i have so many things to say oh, about this clip. let's go thank god it's a, not a no comment oh my god can you that imagine torture okay let's tell people what it is okay it's the dinner party download episode 252 which we've talked about this podcast before because yeah, we it's love it. amazing so good rico galliano and brennan francis newman knew him <laughs> mispronouncing all over the place um no, we don't know how to read we names. don't know how to talk if it's not my name, I don't want to talk about it. Pass. I only care about my name. But they, you know, they talk about pop culture. They have great interviews, playlists, recipes, jokes. It's like you're at a party with cool, funny, smart people. And in this clip, Rico is talking to David Rentelm. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. You guys, it's a weird name. It's, it's not It's a weird. Fault. It's fair. It's 
And um, he's the business VP of Soylent, which you might have heard of, which is a food replacement that Rico describes as watery cake batter with flavors that are a little nutty. Mm-mm-mm. Nope, no. Um, I'm assuming he means nutty insane, <laughs> not nutty the good kind. Like, not like legumes. Right. <laughs> but I guess some people are giving up like 90% of their food and subsiding on this stuff. Nope. And there's a lot of unpronounceable ingredients, which like... I thought it was uncool these days, <laughs> but I, I don't get why there is a need for this food replacement product, but listen to the clip. Maybe you'll be convinced otherwise. And it's not so much as, as us wanting to replace food as much as wanting to replace a staple meal and, and make food more convenient. Then you can replace meals that you don't enjoy. You know, I, I don't know what that might be for, for you. Oh, there's no meals I don't enjoy, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, well, well, for me, you know, junk food is uh, something that I try to get away from. And I find right. Soylent is very useful in helping me avoid that. But I still very much enjoy going out to, you know, a nice restaurant where there's a, a dish that is almost more of an art than, mm-hmm. than a meal that I would need to subsist. You mentioned, you know, um, trying to get away from junk food, something that'll satisfy you instead of junk food. Is it satisfying? Yes, absolutely. Incredibly satisfying. Even though it doesn't have any chew to it. I know that we did an interview uh, recently with a guy who did a certain kind of cleanse, uh-huh. and he found that after a week he f- was really yearning to chew something. <laughs> we have heard that, that some people do miss the urge to chew, and, and we recommend that they chew gum. But, you know, we don't recommend that you chew and consume unhealthy calories just to satisfy a sort of mechanical urge. All right. Nope. Worrisome indeed. No. Rico. No. None of this. I am having none of this. Do you have something to get off your chest, Eric? I don't. I mean, (laughs) these people who are like, you know, eating to live, not living to eat. I'm like, no, I don't get it. No. I I live to eat. This is not a problem. Like, this this needs to be solved. No. And later in the podcast, listen to the whole thing, because... He's like, you know, because like everyone has like a meal that they hate. So you might as well just eat Soylent for that meal that you hate. And he's like, Rico, what meal do you hate? And Rico's like, none of the meals. I like, want it, all of them. If you hate a meal, you're eating wrong. Eat I, a different thing. I don't know. Anything but Soylent. It's like this guy has never heard of nachos. I know. Do you know what I mean? I know. Nachos, I just feel would, like nachos would blow his mind. And He's going to have nachos one day and be like, what was I doing? Right. That's when he'll leave Soylent. I, I mean, I, I sort of got what he was saying about like CEOs. You know how they talk about how people who are super successful, they dress the exact same every day because it's one, just one of the things that they don't have to use their brain power for. I sort of get the idea that you don't have to think about what, what you're eating, but then I'm like, just hire, if you're a rich CEO, just like hire someone to make your meals and then you're not thinking about it. Yeah. Like there are people that would need this, like people in dance-a-thons who like, like day long. But don't they have like goo for like marathoners and stuff? Yeah. And I assume they I, made it they mostly could use for dance They could use Soylent yeah. though. But like what if it you're ta- in a dance-a-thon. I, I, I don't know. What there, does goo taste like? Is it, does it taste better than watery cake batter with flavors that are a little nutty? I think I'd rather go with goo. Also, this this stuff sounds so pretentious. Also, Soylent Green, remember the... Yes! Like, it, I think this is supposed to be a joke. Like, it's like, it's not made of people. Like, the Soylent Green, you know. <laughs> but it's not a very funny joke. And it's funny because I've seen um, online boards where people are, like, making fun of the name. And, like, isn't yeah. Soylent Green people in that book? Yeah. And this guy is, like... Kind of like, yeah, and if you don't think it's funny, then you're not funny. Like he's he, what? he he'll say, like, this is a this is a very funny joke, and if you don't get it, there's something wrong with you, you know. Wait, so soylent isn't like a real word, like it's actually based off of Soylent, soylent green. green. Yeah, it's a book where they eat people. No, yeah, no, I'm familiar oh, with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just thought, oh, surely there's like a the, this word is a real thing, and the oh, author no. used no, it. No, in it's, this, he's he's like joking. It's around referential. With green. Yeah, that's. A, that's not, that doesn't feel like a great business strategy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so he actually says, he says the meal he doesn't enjoy is snack time, in quotation marks. Which, what? How could you not like snack time? I don't get it. You're doing snack time wrong if you don't like snack time. So snack he, time is my number one meal time. It can be, the thing about snack time, he doesn't know this. Snack time can be whatever the fuck you want so it to be. So versatile. 
Yeah. So for me, it's except you know what? It can be anything except fucking Soylent. Yeah. Anything. That's not a snack. No. So, but he says he hates snack time because it's usually junk food. Guess what? Your snack time doesn't have to be junk food. Have you heard of Skinny Pop popcorn? It's delicious and low. It has the word skinny in it. Yeah. Or smart food. It has the word smart in it. Yeah. There's options. Um, yeah. But so he's saying Soylent helps him avoid junk food. But also remember, I said there's like weird ingredients. Like I don't know if it's actually right. Good so if it's all you. processed in chemicals, it's it might not be like high, highly caloric or high in fat. But it's probably not like the best thing for your body, is it? I know. It it, it he he just keeps on saying it's a problem that's solved, and that problem he's talking about is eating. I just have and never heard anyone be like, "Boy, do I wish I could skip." Lunch. Annoying snack time. Annoying. Oh, oh, darn it's you like, snack time. It's like your watch goes off and it's like, beep, beep, snack time. And you're like, oh, fuck. It's like, I have the to ca- have snack time. All the calories with none of the fun. Right. Do kids, even kids like snack time. Everyone likes snack time. Oh, my fuck God. Fuck this guy. No, really. It's like, how, how can I get calories in my body without enjoying the taste or experience of food? I have what? just the thing for you. It's called Soylent. <laughs> and it's sold... $3 million worth of products so far. So clearly... Who is buying this? I reject all of it. I know. What do you actually eat for snacks? Mm, I'm not a huge good? snacker. Nope. F that. That's, what, that's why you're so naturally thin. I am such but a there's snack, no a snacker. food to... I'm not skipping... You know what I mean? Like I don't no, see no, no, any of the food I meals. eat as a problem. But like, I'm not skipping food, and then I'm additionally having snacks. <laughs> yeah. So that's why there is a problem for me. But I, I just don't think Soylent is is the answer to that problem. No, no, no. Oh, no. This is a sidebar. This is like what, like just you and I talking about snacks and eating habits. Because yeah. honestly, my biggest thing is I, um, I'm, I snack a lot between like 10 and bedtime. And that's like, they always say Most don't of the eat day. <laughs> no, 10 p.m. in bedtime. Oh, I thought you meant 10 a.m. No, no, no. Like, I will, you know, I'll eat dinner at, like, 8 or whatever, yeah. and then I'm, like, you know, 10, 30, 11, I'm, like, I'm, like, snacky. My, watching TV, I'm snacky. My thing is, I eat, Justin and I eat a humongous meal yeah. at, like, 9 p.m. Yeah, that's and then smart. I, no, 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 no. Then I can't move, oh. and I'm <laughs> so full that I have to pass out. Yeah, but you guys eat such great stuff. You make, like, stews and soups and, and you know, tempeh, and you make yeah. all this good. Like, it's hearty, and there's a lot of it, but it's never, it's always healthy stuff. Yeah, and then I, because I have Soylent before. <laughs> you fill up right. on Soylent. Right, You know what they always say, before you go to a party or something that's going to have, have a lot of fatty soylent. food, have some Soylent yeah. to temper your appetite. <laughs> I, buy the, I buy the stew-flavored kind. Yum. Mm-hmm. Yum. Actually, that would probably be better than the I mean, nutty kind. There's no way any of this is good. Oh my gosh! I really like the paella fla- flavor. <laughs> oh my gosh! That's like, does anyone eat the shrimp ramen? Do we really want the shrimp ramen flavored Soylent? The shrimp ramen flavored Soylent. Yeah, I'm sure it's the most one of their most popular flavors. I just feel like artificial seafood flavor is a little tough. I guess. People love imitation crab meat. Oh, yeah. What is imitation crab meat? Just like lumps of white fish? I don't... That's a really good question. Neither of us eat meat, so we're really... We're we're bad We have no idea. But here's something interesting. You know what I really love at grocery stores is um, like walking by the fish in the meat section. I love that. Why do you love that? that? I don't know. That's weird. I love seeing the different fish. Interesting. Yeah. it's, it's It's almost like a... An aquarium. <laughs> Does it make you happy that you don't eat meat? Are you like, I love this because I'm not partaking in it? No, it makes me happy that I get to see the animals. Oh, it's like a little zoo. It's like a little zoo. Oh, a little zombie zoo. The animals are <laughs> dead. Super dead. I mean, I used to cry when I was a little girl and I'd go by the lobster cage. Yeah. So sad. You're, but you are smarter and more empathetic than I am. That's just I a am fact. not more empathetic. Yes, than you are. are. Oh my god, we could fight about this for years, you guys. and we will. <laughs> oh my god, that's you, not a question. You like will meet someone and then be like, "Do you need to stay in my apartment okay, overnight?" I do that. That's a huge problem of mine. But it's 
because you're empathetic and you're like, this no, it's is probably I, what they need. It's because I'm nervous and I do things. When, <laughs> my thing is like when I'm, if I'm nervous or I've had too much to drink, yeah. I invite whoever is in my path on yeah. like my next vacation. <laughs> so if you want to get invited, just like hang out with me. Give me a few drinks. I'm like, I plan things. I invite everyone. And then like the next day I'm like, oh my God, fuck. That person I hardly know is, is going on a cruise with me. Wait, you have invited me on a cruise. Are yeah, you talking how do you about think me? That happened. <laughs> oh my god, I wouldn't go on a cruise with anyone except for you. Not to give too many details, but your mom invited me on a on an upcoming trip, and I want it to be real so bad. Oh my god. Well, your mom invited Justin on a cruise, <laughs> and I'm not allowed to go. And we googled it, and it's a couple's cruise. Yeah, <laughs> that's really weird, Sind. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can I tell a story about my mom right quick? Yeah, She listens to the podcast, so this is a shout-out to her. Hey, Cindy. Um, she recently switched over to Gmail from AOL. Oh, as congratulations. Moms do. Yes, Mazel, welcome to the, to the modern world. Um, Cindy and her last name was taken... Why, why am I being coquettish about her last name? It, it's people, your last it's name. It's my last name. It doesn't matter. So her, her full name was taken. So she instead decided to change her first name in the email to Cynthia. Oh, but does anyone call her Cynthia? It's not her name. Oh. Oh, (laughs) I thought maybe Cindy was... Okay. No, that's what people thought. Like, oh, is Cindy maybe a nickname for Cynthia? Right, that's what I was thinking. Oh, it's just a totally unrelated... You, like... Your name was taken, and so you picked, like, Laura instead. Well, it's pretty close. It's not your name. <laughs> I just thought that I was like so it. funny. I like I lo- it. I- it. Throw people a curveball. And, like, sometimes we call her Cynthia as a joke. She's just hilarious. My mom is the funniest. I love her. I love yes. her. Um, this next clip I'm super excited about. It's a podcast we have not touched on yet. Um this is going to take some education for some folks because I don't think a lot of people know about this. So yeah, the, the podcast- first thing that we have to explain to the listeners yeah. is what transgender means. Yes. That's a big question. So there's this thing called transgender. Yeah. Sorry, um, go on. So the podcast is called What's the Tea? Um, hosts are RuPaul Charles, who you may know as RuPaul, RuPaul, and Michelle Visage, who is one of his collaborators. Um, she's a host on um, RuPaul's Drag Race, which is a TV show, a drag, a, a like drag queen competition show on Loco. It's so good, you guys. It's so entertaining. I resisted for years, but it's so funny. So, what's the tea in like the drag world which it really came from black culture and then it's gay culture it means like what's the gossip like the tea is like what's you know the truth or whatever so that's why it's called that um this is so niche i feel like no one is following this um but it's so funny they're so charming together they're really entertaining michelle was actually a former pop singer um so she they have both just been in the entertainment world forever rupaul i'm sure most of you know he's just so smart, so with it, so funny. Um, so they just kind of chat about their lives and like drag stuff and the lives of their guests who are often related to the drag world. So bringing it back to transgender, this week's guest on their podcast is Candace Kane, who is probably, I would say, like one of the most famous trans performers that there is. Um, she is currently kind of known for um, being on, uh, what's that show? I Am Kate. About Caitlyn Jenner. Do you watch that show? I've never seen it. I, I, mean, I, I, I I've heard that it's not so much. A, it, yeah, it's not. It had such potential. We'll talk about it after we play the clip. But I, I have thoughts on it. But Candace is great. She's super funny. Here she's talking about um, how in the eighties and nineties a lot of folks got plastic surgery in Mexico, and especially trans women had to kind of flee the country for operations because people in the states wouldn't operate on them. Sadly, um, so one of Candace's friends had to fly from Mexico back to LA after having major surgery. She was in a wheelchair because of all the procedures she had done. Um, and she was still kind of hopped up because the flight was so soon after her surgery. So she was still on drugs. So she's talking about how the doctor sent her friend home with some extra luggage. Here it is. You're like, oh, no, this this massage oil. Can you bring it back Stop. to your friend? Sure, and yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. And then yeah. halfway into the airport... Her friend, Dana's friend, is like can barely walk. She's had so much work done. Yeah. And she's like, oh, oh, oh my god! And so we're wheeling her, and Dana's bandaged, and I just had to get a little fix. Yeah, my, yeah. remember I said I had to get them fixed again. Yeah, so I was really kind of present, you know. Yeah. 
Because all you had to deal with was a bra. Yeah, I yeah. had to deal with it. That's all I needed uh, was a bra. Right. Like yeah. that whole thing. And so we get to the, the gate and then we're in Mexico and we're like, oh my God, this is not good. And me and Dan are like, I think that's silicone. Uh-huh. And so then we started. So you to really like, had no idea? We had no idea. So the accidental part was true? Yes. Oh. But we realized because we're like, that's so weird. These two. Gall- gallon jugs that we carried on, mind you. This was in the days before you yeah. know, you, you couldn't have liquids. You yeah, could have right, liquids. Right. So this massage oil is very, very heavy. Yeah. <laughs> and slippery. And thick. Yeah. <laughs> and Weird. so we're we're like we, we we get nervous and we put them in the lap of the girl on this on the wheelchair. <laughs> and so she can't even walk and she's going in and out of consciousness. Well, this is a movie. And she has two big silicone jugs on her lap. And uh, there's like there's fake prints of like women with like a silhouette of a woman with tits like on the sides of the you know of the, the silicone, jug of, the ju- of, the jug of silicone. I mean, I, that must have been a common thing to see people coming back from Mexico <laughs> right, after their surgery. Giant jugs of silicone, like medical grade silicone. Isn't it funny though that like people had to do that, but like we can get like breast implants, like no big deal. And like you can get a tattoo and like you can change your body and like all these ways that are like acceptable. Yeah, but like I could get butt implants tomorrow. Right. I'm going to. Yeah. But, but back then these, these women couldn't get like gender confirmation surgery. Ugh. Or even just like cosmetic surgery to confirm their gender, like you know, breast implants. I know. Um, it, it's it was also like I'm sure it was more dangerous. There are just less medical regulations, and um, you know, obviously back then it was just different all around. You could fly in an airplane with two jugs of medical grade silicone. Um, but RuPaul was talking about how. Um, on Botched, that TV show mm-hmm. on E! where it's like all the plastic surgery people. Yeah, one of the plastic surgeons is the husband of... <gasps> yeah, That's Heather right, because I don't watch Orange County, so I forget about that. Uh-huh. Yeah, That's the why I know about Dr. it. Dr. Um, Debro, Terry yeah, Debro, is married to a housewife of Orange County. Um, that's really funny, but he, RuPaul was talking about how there's always red flags when they talk about the original doctor. You know what I mean? Like... It's always like like they sent her home in a wheelchair doped up with two gallons of silicone to bring back to L.A. Like, that's a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me they a little nervous. They have to be creative, I guess. Yeah, a little bit. Um, Candace was always talking to, also talking about how, um, like, one time when she was getting surgery, as she was, like, going under, they were, like, talking about her, and she could, like, hear... Like, like bad stuff. It's just that that and would be like, scary. It's all the scary stuff you have to do just to be who you are. Yeah, that's true too. Like you're, it's like a survival thing. Kind yeah, of. Like it's like a very important thing. A oh my big God. step you're doing. Totally. Um, speaking of sort of the serious bit of that, so back to I am Kate. I think you were going to say it's kind of less of a reality show about Caitlyn Jenner, and it's kind of more of like she has this um, group of trans women that she has sort of brought on board who are all super smart. Some of them are activists. Some of them are entertainers. Some of them work with youth and they're all like incredible people, like better people than, than Caitlyn Jenner. Mm. Um, and it's a little bit more of like a docu series, kind of informative, kind of serious. But I have to say, I thought I was clued in to, you know, a lot of trans issues and, um, sort of that world being in the LGBT community myself, but I have learned so much from some of these women and like I say, they're they're all just like smart and like smarter than that makes Caitlyn me want to watch it. Yeah, it's 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 really it's a little bit salad. It's a little bit spinach. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's you know it's like like a documentary. It's like informative. Right. You know what I mean? But um, they're all just they're all really good. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my favorite are um, Jenny Boylan. Have you heard of her? Mm-mm. She's just really smart. She's like a writer and an activist and Kate Bornstein is an activist and, um, Shandy Moore is fantastic. She works with like LGBT youth. Um, Zachary Drucker is on it. Candace is on it. Um, it's just really, it's, it's not what you'd expect, but it's right. Well, also it sounds important and we've talked about this a lot. How, you know, Roseanne had gay people on her show and we talked about rep sweats and like, um, the first shows w- with that showed Asian families, like the, 
like Margaret Cho's show wasn't a great show, but it was really important. Yeah. And so it's like this show, it's like, it's just really important that this is a show. Yeah. And that these people have a platform. Yeah, that they have a voice. That's so, such a good point. So it's like homework to everyone go watch it. Yeah. Even if you hate it. Even if it's a little spinach. Your spinach. That's a really good point, though, is like there's visibility in a new way. And if I was sort of uninformed about some of the challenges yeah. these women face, like, I'm sure tons of people right. didn't, didn't know it. I mean, like, I don't think my my family or friends back in Ohio, well, some, but I don't think my family specifically knows a trans person. Right. Do you know what I mean? And that's a specific challenge. Like, how can you really know or understand a community of people if you, if you just aren't exposed to yeah. the people? Yeah, and I think, you know, understanding transgender issues is so different because, like, understanding gay issues is easy because you just think... Well, they're going through a lot of the same things that I am, but just they're attracted to the same sex. Yeah. And it's with a transgender person, it's definitely different. And yeah. It, it seems different. And I when mean, you learn, it's really not. But I think if you don't know someone who is transgender, it seems so foreign and you can't really understand it. So you need to see it. And to your point, I think gender is so much more of part of our identity than mm-hmm. our sexuality. So it is a bigger thing. It's a way bigger thing. It's more of who you are than like this part of who you are yeah. you know it's it's a good show and like I say these women are so good I, I'm i not a fan of Caitlyn Jenner well I wonder if though it's good that she's like this Republican who like Ugh. I mean there's just people like Republicans that might be more sure. open-minded to that's a good point transgender issues because of because of her I yeah. don't know I don't know yeah I, I hope you're right that's a, I hadn't thought of that I hope you're right that folks see her in a different way um folks who are conservative might be more open to her message or just learning more about her. Um, She has said, I can't even, um, that Trump is the best candidate for women's issues and for LGBT issues. Wow. And I just, listen, if you're a Trump supporter or whatever, that's your choice. Um, But you can't argue to me that Trump is the best candidate for women's issues or LGBT issues. It's just... Not she true. Can't believe that. I don't. I, it's crazy. Yeah. It's here's the thing. It comes from privilege. I really feel that. And yeah, she that's has a led lot a really privileged privilege. life. And now, as a trans woman, she's certainly feeling feeling opposition in a way that I never will. You know, there's that struggle is real. But she, you know, for sixty some odd years of her life, was a straight white man who was very wealthy. And I don't think Caitlyn has yet overcome that this sort of like blind spot of privilege, you know, Yeah, you're able to, you're able to not worry about just focus on like the, you know, fiscal issues. If your rights aren't, you know, yeah. And also, you know, you're going to be fine. You know, a lot of people that are coming out as trans, like they are not sure that they're going to not going to be hurt or lose their jobs or lose all their, everyone in their group or whatever. You've nailed it. I but, mean, yeah. it is dangerous to yeah. be a trans it's woman. It's the most dangerous. Especially a trans woman of color. Yeah. I mean, it's downright dangerous. Um, re- recommended reading. There's this book called Becoming Nicole, The Transformation of an American Family um, by Amy Alice Nutt. Yes, I've heard of this. So good. I feel like before I read it, I had a lot of questions just about, I don't know, like, I feel stupid now, but I thought when, like, when you're talking about Bruce Jenner, do you... the when you're talking about like winning the Olympics, do you say like he right. won a medal? Right. No, no, you say she. Like I didn't get but it's that. A, but it's such a it's good a conversation. But it's a conversation you have to have, and you have to think about it. Yeah. But I think the one thing I noticed when I was reading Becoming Nicole, it really made me realize what how simple, how how actually simple it is, and all these questions that we have. We're there are our own complications. Yeah. With gender, and the thing is, like Becoming Nicole, it's about you know, a child that transitions right. who's born a boy and um, transitions to a girl and all of her friends got it. As a, as a child, the little kids were like, oh, our friend, she's a girl now. Right. It's Nicole. And the kids got it. There's also a podcast called How to Be a Girl, um, which it's a mom and she's talking about the, her daily life with her transgender daughter. And yeah. it's very interesting to hear the daughter talk about it. I think kids get it. Yeah. Kids don't think it's a big deal. It's all of our fucked up adult issues. Yeah, totally. That, that is, so it'll be interesting to see how it all changes when these kids grow up and it's not as big of a deal to them. And yeah. it's, we can all be more open to it. So, well, and I think you made a good point too about trans visibility and it's, 
a hot issue right now, and that's fantastic because the more visibility uh, a, a minority community gets, the more understanding and acceptance and change there will be. Um, have you seen? So this was obviously RuPaul and Michelle's podcast. Have you ever seen Drag Race? It's funny. I have a friend who loves it, and I think I'm where you were. Yes. Like I'm for some reason I haven't gotten into it. Yeah. I, but I want to, and I know I would like it. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't. I don't think I was averse to it. I just kind of like had never gotten around to it. I had friends who liked well, it, like, but I was like, I don't know. I don't really. I've never really seen a drag queen perform. My issue is like, is it on Bravo? I'm not even kidding. If it right. was on Bravo, I'd watch it every. Well, do it's you like, get Logo TV? I don't think so. See, this is the problem. Well, how they do I not. watch it? Send it yeah. to me. Bring it to my house. They might have it. They have it on Hulu. I think a couple seasons. See, I just need to. It needs to be accessible. Yeah. to me. but I have to tell you, it once I started, Bravo. like I, I was, I wasn't even like a drag fan before, but it is such an entertaining show. These these performers have to like sew and they have to sing and they have to dance and they have to be funny and like it is just so so entertaining yeah. and RuPaul is a genius host he actually got nominated for an Emmy for the show for the first time that's this year that's really amazing I know I do love drag shows though I go to drag shows in New York you and have been drag way more drag shows than and, I have yeah yeah. it's competition I'm I've, winning I've never gone to a drag show oh, oh my god we should go I, to drag bingo let's do it so fun I'm totally in oh my gosh last time I won twice so oh. that's why I like it <laughs> no yeah. wonder you like it yeah we have a guest you guys we're super excited. <laughs> um, we have with us Paulina Virgin. Is that how you say your last name? Um, it's Virhen. Oh. <gasps> we have a good habit of like super messing up names on this podcast. butchered my last name. I'm going to just go ahead and call you the Virgin this whole rest of this. Is that good? That's perfectly fine. Listen, it's relative to like marriage and love and relationships, which is what we're going to be talking true. about. It's very <sighs> true. I feel like we just made it very obvious that this is the first time we've met Paulina by not being able to pronounce her last name. But I love that about this. We are getting to know Paulina as all of you guys are getting to know Paulina. Did 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 people? Did we can't be the first people to mess that up? No, and you're gonna love what I'm about to tell you because uh, I grew up my whole life being teased about my last name. Yeah, sure. Course, because it does mean virgin yes. in Spanish. Sure. To, to, meaning. to the audience, it looks like. V I R G E N. Yeah. It look we're not crazy. It right. looks like virgin. Yeah. But in anyway, Spanish, it just means virgin. Yeah. Okay. Same thing, right? Yeah. So I grew up my whole life getting teased. And I always thought, you know, when I get married, I'm probably gonna change my name, I'm you know. Ditching I, this virgin last name. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, as I grew older, I was like, you know, no, I've I've grown into my last name, right? My husband's last name is Beavers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, we were talking <laughs> no. about the last name. He's like, why don't you hyphenate? I'm like, no, you know, I finally got over yeah. also, the yeah. whole virgin thing. I can't be virgin Beavers. A- adding that does bring it right <laughs> Did he consider? Context. He should have taken yours. Yeah. Right. Hello. Or we could have made our own. But anyway. I like that, though. So now you like it. You're like, yeah. Yeah, mm. I'm happy with it. And yeah. I've kept it. And I'm yeah. happy with that, too. Yeah. My husband and I were trying to figure out what to do with our last names because we're both men folk. And right. typically, like, you know, the default is, like, ladies, figure something out. So we decided we would just make up our own last name and have it be, like, you know, Kennedy hyphen Vanderbilt or something like that. Just really this. bank on it. Well, we haven't decided. That's but an okay. awesome last I think name. It's, I think it's a good option, don't you think? Yeah. Both of those are great last. Just names. really bank on the fortune of other families. You just, exactly. Yeah, I would. Um, <laughs> I would use the last names of the people on Vanderpump Rules. Oh, that's a good idea. Which are, I'm guessing, like Trashmouth yeah. and like Gutter Gutter Tramp, Something. or maybe just Stassi. Like, can you just use the characters? <laughs> Listen, I told you the only Bravo shows I watch are The Housewives. Okay. We also have not even talked about like maybe what oh. our guest oh, does yeah, yeah, or what yeah, her yeah. life is. <laughs> oh so while you were very well versed. With Paulina's last name options, um, Paulina, you're a clothing designer for Coach, and you're a fashion blogger. Yes. Talk to us about that. Technically, I <laughs> <laughs> meaning you are like hoard, hoard, like hiding in the Coach offices, and they don't pay you. Exactly. Okay. I've been living there for two years. Wow. <laughs> what a gig, right? Wow. No, so I actually source fabrics for Coach. Um, Very I source, cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I source fabrics for their whole men's division in apparel. Yeah. So I'm not actually designing, but I'm part of the design process. Do you are you so cool. like obsessive with materials and stuff on your own clothes? Are you like very picky? I'm actually 
not that picky. I, I am for certain things. It just depends on what I'm buying. If it's something, you know, vintage or, you know, if it's not, you know, fast fashion, yes, I'm very much so. Yeah. Mm. About making sure. My do you ever shop at Forever 21 or do you think it's like I scandalous? I absolutely do. Oh. How, okay. If you had to rank Lauren's outfit on a scale of one oh to my ten. God. This doesn't one, seem fair. One being it, it wouldn't make it onto so not Vanderpump fair, but rules. I love it and I I'll go on. But, well, I love, I was actually thinking about this when I walked in. I like that I can see your colorful pop of bra, bra? underneath your I white I do tape. like, I like I that. Like that. She, I was like, oh, really own your bra strap. For the listeners, she's being polite. Lauren's only in a bra. She's right. sitting here. <laughs> That's why you can topless. see it. Just in a, it, it is a good color, though. I have been topless for the last few <laughs> episodes. It's hot. It's yes. summer. It's hot. Um, so you are living in Brooklyn. Uh, yes, I and live you're, in Crown Heights. And you're newly married. I Yep, I've been Wait. married for a year and a few months now. Mazel, happy anniversary. Thank you. R- remind me your address, though, in Crown Heights. What's your address? <laughs> do you want my social security <laughs> yeah. number, too? Yeah, do you mind? <laughs> um, so you're you're a, f- a fashion blogger, um, but we kind of wanted to talk to you a lot about like marriage and relationships as well. I'll talk to you about that. Do you ever blog about that? Do you ever blog about like your um, husband or your love life? Not really. No, I, you know, honestly, the blog is mostly dedicated to travel and fashion. I started it thinking, um, I actually started it because my husband went, um, away for a summer for about four months. Yeah. And not to say that I was ever the kind of girl that didn't have anything to do when her husband wasn't around my boyfriend then actually, he wasn't even my fiance, but I just, you know, had time and wanted to do something yeah. on my own. and Yeah, project. Yeah, and it never was focused around him, but he does help a lot. He takes all the pictures. I love that. Oh, yeah. it's a team. So um, what is your blog called? It's called North 7th in Bedford uh-huh. because we were living on that corner I when that. I started so it. Now we do know your former address. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And um, we can just, what's the address, what's the web address? Oh, it's just www, wait. Yeah. www.north7thinbedford.com. Like <laughs> <laughs> Spelled it. out. Spelled yeah. out. No numbers. That's so cool. No. Okay. So we wanted to like get to know you a little bit and let everyone else get to know you too. So pretend that we're sending you to a desert island. Okay. And you can bring one of the following things on this list. And But remember that you have to live on the desert island for like decades. So you're stuck yeah. with this one thing. So okay. no matter what I do. Yes, you're going to try to get smart for this answer. Yeah, you. I mean, there's. you can't use these items to escape. Is that right, Lauren? Right, right. Okay, okay. okay. No escaping. One of them is a boat, by the way. So <laughs> even if you have it, you can just like you circle st- the island. You can't leave. <laughs> um, okay, so book. So, so, what book or do to pick from? Oh, sorry. Yeah, so of each of the categories, you can bring one of these things. Okay. So like which so one, one book, book would you bring? <gasps> And you can just flag if you can't read. That's fine. Yeah. Just let okay. us know. No, I, uh, <laughs> we're I, we're getting to, to know you. I, would, I don't want to be I judgmental. Would, I don't know what book, but I would try to book bring book. I would try to bring a like a survival kind Ooh, of book. Smart. I wow. want to I say would the not Little have Prince because it's my favorite <gasps> book. Yeah. But but that I mean no isn't like, that kind of survival? I mean, if you right? read it with the right thing in mind, <laughs> like it would save your life. The, right? That's this true. Is, this is true. The though. hope. Yes. Right. Yes. Mm. And I, I like the mind that. of a child. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. I like Anyways, this. if I brought a survival book, it wouldn't do any fucking good because they'd be like, tie these sticks together. And I'd be like, no, <laughs> don't tell awful. me what to do. I don't, I would, do that. <laughs> don't tell me what to do. I'm independent. I would probably just end up eating the book. <laughs> yeah, that's an option. <laughs> I, I know first thing, if I was on it, I would just first thing eat everything I brought with me. Pay, like survival books should just be like edible. Edible. Like mm-hmm. really delicious Listen, they can do it with underwear. They can do it with books. Right. Oh, that's right. That's Real Housewife franchise. Mm-hmm. <gasps> we, for context, we always talk on this podcast about ongoing potential Real Housewives franchises because okay. they all like have their like extensions their and candles, candles. their wine. <laughs> yes. right. yes. They all have booze. So maybe they could come out with edible, edible books. Add it to the list. Okay. What's next on your list, Lauren? Person. One person. That's not your husband, because I feel like you have to say right. husband. Right, yeah. I do have to say my yeah, We'll let you off the hook by saying he's Thank out. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, oh, hmm. no, this I can't say this one, because that would be equally as bad as oh, my husband. Is it your boyfriend? <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> Anthony Bourdain, so he can cook <gasps> for me. Good That's one. a good one. Also, I bet 
that guy knows how to like put together rafts and stuff. Like yeah. he like, travels a right? lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so strategic about this. I, I'm. You're my person. I'm bringing on the island. Thank you. Because you're thinking I'll smart. Come. Okay, I'm, good. Paulina, okay, good. I think you're gonna make it on the island. <gasps> my choices yeah, will really cause me to die. Yes. <laughs> you bring like your worst enemy and give them a gun. And right. Just I should also see how it just goes. say to that that I do have a crush on Anthony Bourdain. So that oh, wasn't just okay. yeah. Oh, well, then extra bonus. This is like dual purpose. Yeah. Food and hand-holding. Okay, one piece of clothing. Um, Does a bathing suit count as one piece? That's good. That's yeah. good. Um, I'm a little worried about like... Being cold. Yeah, or like chafing. You know how when you wear like a wet bathing suit too long? Hey, if I'm going to be the only one there, guys, I might yeah, that's be true. Just hang it out to dry. You're so right. right. You're so right. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, You're it, good at this game. I'm coming with you. I'm telling okay. you. An entire <laughs> restaurant. You can bring the whole restaurant. Yeah. Ooh, an entire restaurant. Wait, em- employees too? Yes, the Ooh. whole thing. Hmm. Interesting. If Monty, but Monty the cat has a lot of strong opinions on the restaurant thing. Okay, I know what I would bring. I would bring a restaurant that has now been closed called Spanish Kitchen. Yeah, that was okay. in my hometown. Tell us about it. I would go there. All the time with my mom when I was a little girl. And even when I would go home during college, I would go there. And yeah. the owner, Victoria, loved me and Ugh. has known me since I was a little girl. So that's what I, that's what I would take. Oh, What's your go-to meal? There. From there, yeah. Their enchiladas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What kind of chicken? What sauce? Um, I always do chicken, one chicken and one cheese. Yes. Red sauce. Red sauce. Always. No mole, no green. No. I like the green ones, but mostly the red one. Um, okay. Uh, one beauty product, um, chapstick. Oh, yeah. Keep those, um, keep those lips moisturized. One album. Ooh. You keep have to mind. listen to it forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have a CD player or like no. uh, iPod You dock. have to just play, play Frisbee with it. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you do with albums? I don't know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, what would it be? Hmm. Oh, I know. And I'm going to, I would bring um, Shakira's like <gasps> third album or something yeah. like that. When she, before she sang English, she sang really great Spanish yeah, songs. No, that's oh my that's gosh. A good what a good pick. I would never have guessed Shakira in a million years. Yeah, I, you know what? Yeah. She was my favorite when I was in high school. I dig it. She's good. I dig um, it. One podcast. <laughs> you you can exclude ours. I was going to say, do I have fairness. to say podcast? No. I mean, not. technically, but you can say something else. I'm going to say it. Pod- I'm going <laughs> to bring you. a podcast. Because, okay, well, because <laughs> again, I'm being strategic. I'm yeah. going to hear all <gasps> the other podcasts. You're yeah, right. Yeah, that's a great point. Your Desert Island is shaping up to be like pretty awesome. Wow, that's mm-hmm. a good one. And actually, you already said this. One celebrity, Anthony Bourdain. Is yeah. there anyone else? Wait, yeah, I want. I can, you get, you get, you get your one? second okay, celebrity. Okay. Yeah, okay. You I thought maybe you only celebrity. wanted him, but all to yourself. Okay, <laughs> one other celebrity. One other celebrity. Um, I think I should pick a girl. I think time. that's a good call. Oh okay, my gosh. I'm sure half the world's gonna hate me for saying <gasps> this now. Go on, Taylor Swift. No, that's a good. I I I'm wow. I'm a fan I love her. Yeah. It, it, I I want to point out that you're correct in that the whole world listens to this podcast, so it will be half of our listening audience, <laughs> aka yeah. the world. Emails from Jezebel. Yes. Taylor Swift. Okay. That's yeah. your I'm desert gonna, island. I hope you like it. Yeah. She can forever. sing to me. I was going to say, then it's kind of like you have two albums. You exactly. have like Shakira and you got your, your I got girl my T Spanish Swift. and I got my English. There you go. Actually, this, no, this is sounding fun. Your desert island is fun. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. You guys are all invited. Oh Yay. my gosh, thanks. You can't, you can't come with us when we leave though because you have to be there for decades. Yeah. Yeah, okay, sorry. Okay. But we'll be it. good company temporarily. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love it. Um, so we um, pulled up a clip that we think you would like, talking about relationships and marriage. Oh. Um, but before we dig into the clip, we have some like you know some facts and stats on marriage. Um, the median age for American women was 20 to 22 for most of like the last hundred years. So 1890 to 1980, 1980, like all of our parents got married within that time. And the median age was 20 to 22. Crazy. Um, recently it's jumped up to 27, which by the way, still sounds if, if I know a 27 year old gets married, I'm like, Oh my God, they're a baby. What's the rush? No, it's true. I do feel like it's different here. I mean, we've talked about this. It's like different in New York. Um, 
Yeah, I feel like even in our modern times, like the idea of a career woman, a self-sustaining woman is like, is a, is a struggle for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the 1950s is often lauded by like conservatives, make America great again, by the way, um, as like a, a, a universe in which sex was hetero and always procreative and women were wives and mothers lived in like middle-class comfort and it loved, you know, standard gender roles and all of that. Um, and it's kind of crazy to think that the fifties were just not that long ago. Mm. Oh yeah. So we're completely like rethinking women's roles and men's roles too. And, and, and cats roles in all of this. <laughs> and, this is Monty's meowing. And like, you know, women are demanding like greater economic, political and reproductive power. And, um, you know, now we have birth control and credit cards, which is like my <laughs> two favorite things. <laughs> And, um, are those the only two things you're bringing on your island? Yes. That's <laughs> all you need. I don't know what you're doing with those credit cards, but you know, more power to you. But, but we have like a lot more choices, obviously. So there's, but there's so many paths you can get married. You can not get married. You know, like you can have children early, you can have children late, you can work, <laughs> but, um, it's like, it's freeing, but it's also difficult because you want to do it all as well. So mm. that's kind of what we wanted to talk about. Um, this clip is from Dear Sugar. Have you ever listened to Dear Sugar before? I have not, but okay. I'm excited to listen. Yeah, Cheryl, I think you like it. Cheryl Strayed, it's her podcast. She was, um, she wrote Wild, the book that turned, got turned into the movie with Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. And she has this column called Dear Sugar, where she answers people's questions. And she's just the best, gutsiest writer. Her books are so good. I highly recommend Highly recommend them, and the podcast is really good. They just give really good, heartfelt advice. And um, they on this clip, it's episode 39, Looking for the One, Part One, The Anxiety, and they're talking about marriage. It's Cheryl Strait and her co-host, Steve Almond. And um, they actually are talking to Lena Dunham, which is um, a really good person to be talking to about this. Okay, let's play the clip. I mean, I think, like, this is so gender women studies 1.0, but <laughs> I think the thing we really have to reframe is the idea that if you don't have a partner, there's some essential lack. And I think one of the issues with the way we talk about singledom is that we think about it almost like a statistical problem. Of like we have one woman looking for one man and how is this all going to work? And the thing is, is that love comes in a lot of different forms. Like I feel like I have, six different life partners. I mean, I have my incredible relationship with Jack. I have a female, Jenny Connor, who's my producing and, you know, creative partner who I spend endless amounts of time with and her family is my family. I have my sibling, Grace, who I've been traveling through life Mm -hmm. with for, you know, 24 Mm -hmm. years now. Okay, so what she's basically saying is like, I mean, why get married? And I have to admit, I kind of thought like, oh yeah, why get married? And I'm married. And I was mm. like, yeah, did, I didn't need to do that. <laughs> you know. I actually felt like she wasn't saying why get married. She was sort of saying, like, marriage isn't the answer well, to, like, yeah. life fulfillment, right? Right. She wasn't saying go get divorced because you can have many husbands. Is that, is that what, that's how <laughs> I, I think she was advocating for polygamy. Paulina, is that what you right. got? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking she was saying that there shouldn't be so much pressure on people to find their one yeah. and only partner yeah. in life. And that that would will make you fulfilled in life, you and, know? And it does feel like there's more pressure on women for that exact thing, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's historically how it's always been. You yeah. know, you what is that movie, Mon- Mona Lisa Smile, where they, you know, are these bright, amazing young women who go to college and earn their degrees. But everybody knows that immediately after they graduate, they're going to become housewives and Mm. get married. You know, so I don't think that that's off, that people feel that way. And I think it hasn't, like you said earlier, the 1950s weren't that long ago. Um, I think it's going to take a little bit of time for women to stop feeling like they need a partner. And not just women, anyone to think they need a partner to feel fulfilled. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think like, so we're telling women now you don't need a partner. And I think, yeah, I think you're right. It'll take a few generations of that. I don't think the first group of women that hear that are going to be like, oh, okay, I'm fine then. I think it's going to take a few like generations of that to kind of wear off. And, And 
people like us putting it in action kind of, you know, mm. and like, but, um, but I, but I also feel, I think the other thing I really like about what Lena Dunham was saying in this clip was like, you shouldn't expect to get everything from your spouse. Like, well, I have him for a lot of things and then I have other friends to fulfill, you know, like he's, he is a little bit of a homebody and like, he doesn't want to go out all the time. And so right. like, I do that with my other friends and like you, all of your people in your life can complement each other and fulfill you in different ways. Isn't that why Dan Savage says we shouldn't be monogamous? I think there are he many says, reasons like, he says yes, that. Yes. I think he says kind of like, there's no way you're going to find one person yeah. that's going to please you sexually. Right. And you're going to be attracted to you and you're going to get along and they're going to support you and they're going to make you laugh and like have like, like to do the same activity. It's impossible. Yeah. So, you, so that's why you need Lena, Lena's like, kind of like crew of people to like be there for you and you don't need one. And that's a new way to look at a spouse. Like, you know, I feel like a long time ago you were looking for that one person to be your everything. Everything. Exactly. Mm. And I think that's probably why there was so much, you know, not that there isn't nowadays, but there was so much disappointment in relationships. I feel like Mm. we have finally come to not fully, but have come to a point where people are a little bit more open-minded about, what a relationship is, what a marriage is. You know, I have friends who are in open relationships and they're yeah. perfectly happy. And I have friends that would never see themselves doing that. So I think that the fact that there are people who can do that and are happy and making it work says a lot as to, you know, how far we've come. But do you have friends that were like, I'm 30, I'd better marry whoever I'm dating, and if so, name them. Just kidding. <laughs> but I feel like that still happens. Like, I feel like people oh, are still sure. at this point where... And I have I those friends. definitely have friends who are, you know, in their mid-30s who are freaking out that they're not married yet. And, you know, I, I, I try to remind them that, you know, being married isn't everything, and, you know, the grass is always greener. I mean, I'm very happy to be married to my husband, but... That's not what you were saying before the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. You know, I try to encourage them to really appreciate their, you know, life now and being single. And then when the time comes and you meet someone, you'll be happy with them and you'll, you know. Yeah. It's not going to be forever. So enjoy it. And if it is forever, it's not that bad. Yeah, But women do worry about kids, though. That's that's true. Something that we haven't figured out how to. But I have friends who have done that on their own. I was and like, just about to yeah. say, if you really want a child, ever. you can make that happen mm-hmm. for sure. It's, and that's another great thing about you know our time. Yeah, mm. freezing your eggs only There's costs no thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> I looked into it, so everyone can do it, right? Right. But if you're if you're gonna do you know I, IVF with you know a sperm donor, it's certainly much less than that. Right. So no, absolutely. Affordable. And also yeah. like one option is like, so like I'm a woman and Eric's gay. So I, Eric and I have worked out where like, you're going to have the baby for me. Exactly. And, like take care of it and stuff. Exactly. <laughs> you're going to get me pregnant. Right. And then I'll you carry the term. The baby mm-hmm. And then yeah. take care of it for like a long time. Yeah, exactly. I'll do the fun stuff. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Once it's old enough to um, like pay you back for all to the raising you did. For things. Yeah. Once the words thank you. Once once the child goes to Hollywood and starts yeah. buying people cars, yeah. then I'll yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. pass it Thanks. off. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I was actually planning on having twins and then freaking Me out too. like right after I delivered and then like keeping them. And oh, even though you no. wanted them, I know. Well, That's what I was hoping to do. That's the risk you take in this <laughs> modern modern love. What so how did he ask you to get married? Did you see it coming? Were you like ready? Um, I did not see it coming. I thought we had an- at least another two years. Um, and we'd already been together for a long time. So he moved to New York about an- a year and a half after I moved. We did long distance for that time. Um, and then we'd been living together. I think we were together for a total of like six years before he proposed. Wow. Um, yeah. But I still, you know, I think I envisioned it very differently and at a very different time. And so he had been gone for that summer when I started the blog. And one of his stops was Nashville. And he had told me that in Nashville, there was a record store where you could record your own record. And when I was a little girl, one of my favorite movies was called That Night. And it was a movie that took place, I think, in the 50s. And I have a very like vivid memory of them recording their own record in a little like booth in on the beach. So I was like, oh, you know, you should record something and send it to me. 
And he went there and he was like, oh, you know, it was broken that day. I couldn't use it. And they were only staying each place a couple of days. Did you have a hissy fit? Did you start screaming at him? I was like, what? Seriously? (laughs) I hate you. It's off. (laughs) It's your fault. It's broken. Um, And he came back from his tour and he... We were at our apartment in Williamsburg one night, and he was like, you know, I brought some records back from my tour. Like, do you want to listen to some of them? And he's and like, you were like, Pick no. One. <laughs> I'm I was busy. like, I'm tired. I want to go. I know. I really was like, I, I want to go to bed. And then he was like, you know, just pick one. So I picked one. And then he goes, well, there's actually this other one. And I was like, I then I started to go into the, you always do this. You always let me, tell me to pick a record. And then you want to play something else for me. And he's like, no, you're going to like this one. And he played it and it was his proposal. Oh my God. Did you feel like an asshole? Like a little bit, just a little little bit. Just a tiny bit. (laughs) Did you say yes? I did. And, you know, (laughs) then proceeded to call everyone I knew, but it's really great. Now I have this record for the rest of my oh, life. Oh yeah, that's that really cool. To. You have these letters, you have this record. I would also like to point out this is not the album you chose for your Desert Island. You chose oh, Shakira. Shit. There's yep. no turning back now. Uh-oh, uh-oh. No, sorry, no takes you back. That sounds really nice, but not as nice as Shakira. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should have married Shakira. Just kidding. I'm getting us off track. <laughs> you were getting me now. in so much trouble. I know. This was the this was the whole point of having you on <laughs> right? was just to like Really, and your husband will be in right now. <laughs> we invited him over. How has being married changed like your career path and like who you are? It really hasn't. That's kind of the beauty of being married to Spencer. I, it has definitely not changed my career path at all, and I don't know that it ever will. Um, I think that there was definitely in our relationship a different level of commitment that perhaps. I didn't realize was going to happen after we got married. Um, nothing has per se changed, but there is like a bond, I think, mm-hmm. I f- that we both feel because we, you know, don't believe in divorce. And um, I guess we're, you know, we were talking about it earlier, but yeah. we do, I do feel that, you know, we have to work through things and we have to figure it out. And so does he. So there was like a moment where I felt personally like, okay, this has completely changed yeah no it's comforting to know that the person you're with is willing to do the hard work because it's going to be hard work and if you don't think it is then that's i think troubling and we have to i i think we're really good at reminding each other of that you know if there is a fight if there is a disagreement and like you know one of us slams the door you know we do come later and you know we work at it yeah and you know that's always going to happen we're always going to fight it's just how we a fight and be how we re- reconcile. So, yeah, for sure. Thank you, Paulina, yeah, so much for coming. We're, we're so happy so, to meet you. Yeah, I'm so grateful this you did this. This is really fun. Thank you, guys. You were, yeah, I feel like you fit right in with us. You should have this a podcast, and we can battle each other. Yes. Yeah, your blog could have a podcast. Oh, tell that's us a great idea. Tell us again what your blog is called and where we can find it's it. It's called North Seventh and Bedford, mm-hmm. and you can find it at north7thandbedford.com. Amazing. So mm-hmm. if you liked what Paulina talked about or just want to, you know, see her fashion, see what she's wearing. Yeah. She's gorgeous out. and she has beautiful oh, lipstick you. on. And I'm yeah. not just saying that because she said she liked my bra straps <laughs> earlier. <laughs> well, thanks again for being here. We're Thank so, we're so glad you guys. Bye. Awesome. Bye. Are you ready for Jingle Jangle? I was born ready for Jingle Jangle. So this Jingle Jangle is from the New York Radio Hour, episode 39, host David Remnick. And um, he brings on Michael Friedman every so often. And Michael Friedman is a songwriter and a composer. And right now he's on the campaign trail. And he interviews people in every state about the election. And then he turns their words into songs. So he uses their their words verbatim and turns them into a, a beautiful song. And this time he's interviewing a woman who's worked in network news forever. And I must say, like, I, I kept on getting this song stuck in my head. I think it's very beautiful. I love the idea of turning an interview into a song. So let's take a listen. I know people have always been hemming and hawing about the decline of network news and it's true there's still a legal team but their main concern is an accuracy 
It's not getting sued. We have all these brilliant 22-year-olds, and we pitch them like an interview with Carol Burnett, and they're like, who is that? But they're good at Snapchat and demographics and what women want to see. And they love, they love weather. For some reason, those women in the Midwest between 54 and 70. And things caught on tape and 911 calls like those terrible tornadoes. In Oklahoma, they released the 911 tapes. They don't really move the story forward, but they love 911 calls. So we pitched them because they drive up the ratings. So when Trump showed up with his Mar-a-Lago ratings, juggernaut of tackiness at the debates, it was the first time I'd ever seen the entertainment shows like Entertainment Tonight show up for the Republican debates like paparazzi and like pushing and shoving. I'd never seen anything like it in the spin room before. And one girl who worked with us covering Jeb Bush, she was like literally run over by like the fanatic craziness when Trump came in the room. And now the conventions, we're anticipating so much protest. We've added a whole team in case stuff gets really crazy. And it's funny to think how, like those debates, the last time around with Mitt Romney, how quaint it all seems, like how can we ever go back to someone like that? Isn't it beautiful? I love the message and the melody equally. Listen to the whole thing. I couldn't even decide which part of that song to play. Yeah. And he do, he, he's on the show a lot, and he does it a lot, and I'm in love with him. And I feel like know. I'm name dropping but you picked this clip without us talking about it but i know michael i can't believe it i can't believe you know him yeah i'm i mean i'm feel super lucky to know him uh he and i passed uh our our paths crossed when he was working on a musical and i was working at that theater company and um yeah he's fantastic he he wrote the music to bloody bloody andrew jackson That's on broadway music and you, lyrics you took me to that for my birthday i took you to that for your birthday oh and God. it's a brilliant musical he also i don't know if you know this musical exists but he wrote the music and lyrics to a musical based on save Un- the movie oh my god everything i like everything about That's him like your tell me situation. more and more i feel like i like everything about him so like i just want to know everything about he's, him he's so fantastic he's going to be um the artistic director next year for uh city center off center encores so it's basically where they revive um shows that were off broadway that are rarely produced so that people can come see them and oh they do them for gosh. just a few nights and he's gonna be their, the new artistic director for it i love him yeah he's oh fantastic God. well I would like to thank him for his beautiful songs. Yeah. I really, I've had that song in my head and I really enjoy it. And I think he's doing a really creative thing. So he's genius. Shout jingle, out to you, Jangle, jangle. <laughs> um, finally, no comment where this is the segment where we say nothing. We play the segment and we say nothing Ugh. no matter what. We hate this segment. I don't even know why we do this stupid oh, segment. This. People want so to hear us talk. Uh. <laughs> okay. Um, this is from. Allison Rosen is your new best friend, which is a great podcast. But and that's the full name of the podcast. Yes. Yeah. And I love Allison Rosen, but Aaron Gibson and Brian Safi from Throwing Shade are actually on. They're like the guests, <laughs> which makes it extra fun. And let's get to it. Uh, Brian is talking about coming out as gay to his family. It is so true. They knew. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there it was every sign in the world to them, especially when I think back on it, I'm so embarrassed about like, the, you know, not embarrassed, but um, self-conscious, I guess, about the things that I made them buy me that they knew, you know, they like knew. Like what? Um, well, the thing, like the soundtrack to Sound of Music, like, you know what I mean? Just like s- stuff like, like that. <laughs> like, can I take tap classes? Right. Can't, you know, that kind of thing that I think they, um, that they knew. Of course they yeah. knew. And I was lucky enough to be surrounded by so your wait can your mom your mom bought you the soundtrack to sound of music but wouldn't let you eat strawberry ice cream yeah stuff like she the, wouldn't let you eat strawberry I ice cream? asked for a strawberry cake for for my birthdays and they she they wouldn't do it because they were they thought it would it was too feminine like that it, doesn't make any sense to me it, it's so crazy <laughs> it's so crazy it was just they were so and really that's that is <laughs> sorry that's no, funny it's yeah it was and it it was hysterical <laughs> allison <laughs> sorry <laughs> Well, it's just how can a flavor be gendered? Yeah. I know, right? I always do this where I like start to think in my head about all the things I want to respond with. I always do this. You can say you can say you can say something. 
the one thing I'll say is gendered fruit is funny and I want to now like name the gender of all the fruits it's <laughs> on the next episode of podcast podcast what do you think pineapple is you might be surprised <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 female right uh you're gonna have to oh wait my and find God, out I can't wait next episode of podcast I love podcast. this podcast <laughs> I love surprises we always like to keep people on their toes especially me on my toes I know um, podcast Bay this week is You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. I love it. We love this podcast. We've featured it multiple times before, but it really is such a gem. The of goal a is to have it eventually just be You Made It Weird. Like we just yeah. play episodes of You Made It Weird yeah, and then we soon, do nothing else. It's like director's commentary version of You Made It Weird right. where it's like we just play it straight through but and we. And our commentary is on, but it's just us laughing. <laughs> But our laugh is nowhere near as good as Pete Holmes' laugh. He because has the it's best so laugh. Good. Do we want to marry him? Maybe oh what's God, happening? Yes. Um, he's just like earnest and very funny and like dad humory, <laughs> and I just love it. He's like all about positivity and silliness, which I think in this current uh, political climate is very welcome. Um, he has lots of comedians on and sometimes musicians or like philosopher or religious types. Um, it's always an interview. It's always interesting. Um, he has some segments that I really love, like um, fake laugh to real laugh, <laughs> where you just like start with a fake laugh and whoever real laughs first loses. It's funny. Um, and they love to like sing along to songs they don't know. He had, you might know him from uh, his show on TBS called The Pete Holmes Show. It was short-lived, maybe just one season. Um but even if you don't know him, you should check him out because he's so charming and fun. Love it. And a huge thank you to our editor, Kara Hughes. We love you, Kara. And please remember to follow us on Twitter at Love Your Podcast and email us your favorite podcast and clips to loveyourpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we totally want to hear from you guys. Yeah, and subscribe on iTunes, podcast, podcast, one word, and give us a good review. It really helps us. Or if you don't like us, just stay out of the review section. If you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. (laughs) You guys are the best. Thanks Thanks. for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.